Will you pray with me? Gracious Jesus, thank you that we are baptized into your name. We are your children, and you, you feed us with your word, fill us with your spirit. And so fill us now as we look at your word, as they might be to us your words of life. In Jesus' name, amen. For all of you Chicago Bears fans out there today, last week was kind of rough, wasn't it? <laughs> Everything looked like they were going to win for the first time in a while, the wild card playoff game at the last second. All they needed was that now very, very famous 43-yard field goal, and the kicker missed it. And not just missed it, in dramatic fashion, right? The ball veered left, hit the upright, came down, hit the crossbar, and bounced out. Whole season of great plays, of hard work, of games won, and it came down to this. A field goal that he should have made and missed. Now, I'm sorry to pour salt on the wound for some of you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I will say, though, that, that let me just say, we Lions fans know your pain. We know what losing feels like. <laughs> in that moment, when the kicker missed, of course, cameras zoom in on his face to see his reaction. And you might think that there was no one more alone in that stadium than Cody Parkey. He messed up, his team's going home, and his job might even be in jeopardy. And his teammates uh, tried to stand with him, fans booed, some Eagles fans mockingly thanked him, and then of course the internet was very cruel. But as lonely and defeated as Cody Parkey might have looked, he was not completely alone. You see, at the end of most NFL games, some players from both teams who are Christians often kneel in the middle of the field and pray together. And if you looked closely, there he was. Cody Parkey knelt in prayer. And then if you watched some of the post-game interview with him, I noticed something different. You saw a man who was disappointed, but not completely crushed. He said, I feel terrible, but the sun will shine tomorrow and I'll get up. And what I saw, and then I started looking into him, and he is, Cody Parkey is a Christian and a very outspoken one, and he said before that my success is irrelevant to who I am in Jesus. What I saw was someone who knows exactly who he is. He knows that his identity, his sense of true worth as a human is not in how well he kicks footballs, but in Jesus. What about you? Where do you get your sense of worth? Where do you get, you get your sense of self? Who or what tells you that you are valuable? And when you mess up, are you disappointed or are you crushed? And when you mess up, do you say, I messed up, or do you say, I am a mess up? You see, you and I are tempted to find our identity and our worth in our performance. We're tempted to gather our sense of worth and our sense of self in how good we do at things. And it could be a lot of different things for us. It could be how good of grades you get, or it could be how good your performance review was, or how high your salary is, or how many people look up to you, or how well your kids perform. Whatever it is, we are tempted to have a performance-based identity. And God wants to free you of that. God wants to free you of that this morning and give you his provided identity from Jesus. 
Today we look at the baptism of Jesus. It's always one of those funny Sundays in the church year where Jesus grows up really fast. You know, we have Epiphany last Sunday, the Magi come and worship Jesus and give him gifts, gifts and, he's, and he's a toddler at best, maybe even a baby, and then poof, one week later, here he is starting his ministry because the gospel writers don't tell us. There's one story Luke tells us in between when Jesus is 12. Other than that, it, those aren't important for them to tell us who Jesus is and why he was born. So we get all the way today to the baptism of Jesus, and it's when Jesus begins his ministry. And we're told that John, the forerunner, the baptizer, is already telling people to repent and be baptized. And then Jesus goes to him and is baptized. And it always seems weird to us because we want to say and ask, Jesus, you don't need to repent. Why are you being baptized? We are baptized to wash our sins away, be forgiven, be filled with the Holy Spirit, be given new life. Jesus already has new life. Jesus already is completely filled with the Spirit. He has no need to repent. He is the perfect Son of God, fully filled by the Spirit. What, what is going on here? Jesus is baptized because, because He becomes fully like you and me. He becomes fully human. The Word became flesh. That means God puts on your socks and your shoes and knows what it's like to live your life and go through the pain that you feel today. And Jesus fulfills the law for you. He lives the perfect life and then He gives you everything He's earned and He deserves and He gives it to you by faith and through baptism. And so Jesus gets baptized not because He needs it, but because He trades places with you. Jesus goes into the water to collect all of your sin and my sin. And you and I go into the water to get Jesus. Jesus goes into the water to get dirty. And you and I go into the water to get clean. Jesus goes into the water to take on your sinful identity, take it to the cross, die for it, rise for it, and then you and I go into the water to receive his perfect identity. But as the story is told in Luke and the other Gospels, at Jesus' baptism, the Trinity appears. One of these magnificent moments. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all right there seen. The Spirit descends like a dove. The booming voice of the Father says, You are my beloved Son, and with you I am well pleased. And it's at that moment Jesus is launched into his ministry and we just get one of those few places where, where we see just for a moment who he really is, the perfect, beloved Son of God. For you and for me, because you are baptized, God looks at you and says those same words. You are my beloved Son. You are my beloved daughter, and with you I am well pleased. And he's not well pleased with you and me because of, because of our performance, how well you've lived and what you've done. He's well pleased with you because of what he's provided for you, Jesus. God wants to free you from a performance identity and give you, show you, remind you of his provided identity. 2 Corinthians 5, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Romans 6, we read that this morning too. Don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore 
buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. If we died with Christ, we will live with him. You see, Jesus is the beloved Son of God. And then when you and I are baptized, you are connected to Jesus, buried and raised, and you become the beloved son or daughter of God too. And so we don't say, I was baptized. We say, I am baptized. Now we say, I was, yes. But who you are today is, I am baptized. I was, it didn't happen then. I, you are a new creation in Christ. So say that with me. I am baptized. I am baptized. Yes. So where do you get your sense of worth? When you wake up in the morning, what makes you feel good about yourself? What gives you a sense of worth and value? Does having things to do make you feel good about yourself? That's actually okay. God made you for a purpose. Those are good things. God gave you callings and giftings and, and responsibilities. And some of you, that's, that calling is working a job. And that's okay to like it, to feel good about it, to enjoy it. But it can't be your everything. It can't be the reason you live. Because it can't bear the weight of your soul. Only Jesus can. And for others of you, it's parenting, whether it's children or some of you parent your grandchildren in ways. And they are an absolute blessing from God. And caring for them is a godly calling and responsibility, but your worth is not tied to their success. Your value as a parent is not tied to your children's success. Your identity is not gathered from theirs how well they do or how not well they do. You see, if it is, you'll be not disappointed, but you'll be crushed when your children make mistakes. And guess what? I've had children long enough to know that your children will make mistakes. And your job isn't to worry about how it reflects badly on you. Your job is to tell them that they too are baptized. And that Jesus died and rose for them and forgives and loves them even when they fail. So where do you get your sense of self? What gives you the deepest reason to get up in the morning? Where do you get your identity? You are baptized, which means you are God's beloved son, God's beloved daughter. Say that with me. I am baptized. I am baptized. A number of years ago, back in 2008, when our country had a bit of a financial crisis, many financial corporations and banks collapsed and failed and lost large amounts of money. And as that happened, there were some very tragic stories to come out of that. And that is that many financial executives did the unthinkable. Many tragically took their own life. They failed, and they thought they had nothing left to live for, and some even said that, and loved ones said that about them. They had built their entire self-worth and identity in their performance, and when they failed, they weren't just disappointed, their entire reason for living was gone. Now consider that with Bears kicker Cody Parkey, who though he failed, he still knows deep down that his worth as a person is not what he's done or not done, but it's that Jesus loves him. 
God gives you His provided identity. You are called beloved son, beloved daughter. And when you fail God, He forgives you. And when you fail in life, you're still beloved and baptized. God wants to free you from a performance identity and show you His provided identity in Jesus. Why? Say it with me. I am baptized. In Jesus' name, amen.